Let's talk more NFL draft and get Emery Hunt's thoughts on a recent CBSSports.com mock draft. All right, here we go. We're recording this on Monday afternoon for disclosure. You're listening later on in the week. So we're going to look at a Monday mock draft from Ryan Wilson, and we're going to get some thoughts on the skill position players and where they end up. All right, first thing, at eighth overall, we got Garrett Wilson going to the Falcons. Emery, what do you think? They do need help at wide receiver, and and you wonder how it fits in with with Marcus Mariota uh, throwing the football. And as much as I like Mariota, you wonder how much prevalent the passing game will be, or will they be run heavy? So the fit, I'm not sure, because I don't know about their passing game as of yet. All right, so let's look at some other wide receivers going uh, in the first round. You've got... Drake London to the Texans. This is a, a 13th overall. Drake London to the Texans. We've got uh, Jamison Williams to the Eagles. So what's a, what's a better fit there? London at a USC to the Texans or Alabama's Jamison Williams to the Eagles where he'd be uh, hanging out with Devontae Smith? I like the London pick to the Texans because he gives them a bona fide number one right out of the gate that can play right away as a as a you know, rookie. Uh, I'm not as high on Williams going to the Eagles. I'm not a big fan of redshirt picks unless it's a quarterback. Um, and so if you're going to go receiver there with the Philadelphia Eagles, I've said this before in this show, George Pickens gives them another bona fide stud outside. That's different than what they have already on the roster. You know, you look at a Jameson Williams, he's just like Devontae Smith as far as like these slim built fast guys. There's nothing wrong with having fast guys. So the Oilers do that with the run and shoot. That's I'm all for it. We saw the Rams do it with, you know, the, with their receiving core under uh, the greatest show on the turf. But for me, the Eagles need someone that's a different body type. And George Pickens gives them a bona fide star stud on the opposite side of Devonta Smith. If Drake London made it down to 16, would you like that for the Eagles? And this mock, he goes 13 to the Texans. That, that would be something that I would definitely jump for joy for because, again, it gives you someone that will draw double coverage on the opposite side. Williams, to me, is 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 a great receiver. As I said before, he's my number one overall receiver. But coming off the ACL injury, I'm a little bit more hesitant to spend the first-round pick on him, especially if I'm going to use all three because I expect all three to be impact players. Okay, and it was obviously a late ACL injury. We don't, you know, hopefully he can be ready, but... But we just don't know. Uh, let's see some other some other wide receivers now. Let's talk about the Packers because they uh, in this mock draft by Ryan Wilson he has them taking Traylon Burks um, and Chris Olave. He has them taking two wide receivers in the first round. They certainly need the help. What do you think? Yeah, they definitely need the help. So I don't mind them going double up on that position. Good job by Ryan Wilson. Burks just doesn't seem like a Packer fit to me. If you look at their receiving room, they love these long, slender, fast guys. So Burks definitely doesn't fit that. Olave could fit that. And maybe if you take out Burks and put in a Christian Watson there or even a Jamison Williams there, now you're cooking with grease because that's what the Packers want. They want these long, slender, built-like-a-lowercase-L type receivers to really fly down a football field. Which team would you like to see take, if they're going to do it, take a running back late in the first round? Uh, man, that's a great question. You said late in the first round. So if yeah. I'm thinking correctly, who picks late? Um, I would love to see someone like Philly, honestly, take a running back. I think they need a, a foundational player. They got good pieces. And we know having a quarterback like Jalen Hurts will aid the run game. 
But, man, if you have someone that teams have to account for consistently that can be out there down in, down out, that you don't have to worry about injury, if a Brees Hall is there for Philadelphia, that makes total sense in my opinion. I'd like to see them just give the ball to Miles Sanders. But like you said, the injuries are a problem. But let's get a little Miles Sanders breakout in year three. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Giving him the football with his skill set alongside Jalen Hurts is what ideally you want. But the injuries, he puts the ball on the turf. Those are two things you don't have to worry about with Brees Hall. If he's there and the Eagles are at with their third first-round pick, I can see that being a sneaky spot for someone like Brees Hall. Would actually be your four for Miles Sanders. Pardon me. All right. I know there were a few players that you wanted to talk about that we haven't really discussed in uh, all of our episodes so far. So some, maybe some sleepers in that NFL draft. How about Connor Hayward, the fullback out of Michigan state? He came in as a tailback. He, you know, he was a big guy. So he kind of moved the H back slash fullback. So he gives you a little bit of versatility, man. And I think he could be someone that could be a steal and be one of those guys that you, that uh, in the fantasy community talk about, you know, robbing touchdowns from insert tailback. I can see that being Hayward's Miles role. Miles Sanders. Exactly right. I can see him <laughs> being that for Miles Sanders uh, with the Eagles. Also, Austin Allen, the tight end for Nebraska, 6'8". Automatically your red zone target. And he had a really good week of work at the college, I'm sorry, the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl uh, out there in Pasadena. And Pierre Strong, we mentioned, I, be, I believe, briefly on this show, but this is someone that has a skill set to really hit the home run from anywhere on the field coming out of South Dakota State. You want the football in his hands. I think his day one impact will be as a returner, but also in the passing game, he can beat coverage going downfield, and he's one carry away from hitting that end zone. Who's going number two overall if Hutchinson goes number one? Who's number two? Because we're getting uh, some some changes on the draft boards lately. It better be Kayvon Thibodeau, because as oh, much as they talk about really? getting to the quarterback, he should go first. If As much as they talk about getting to the quarterback – Get the pass rusher first, right? But if you're Detroit, I think you have to find a difference maker. And right now, Thibodeau is getting underrated as a difference maker up front. He's someone that can really change the tide of what you want on defense. I would go Thibodeau number two if he doesn't go number one. Okay, yeah. I, as of right now, I mean, the mock drafts, the buzz is Thibodeau is arguably the biggest faller, which is falling to, you know, seven, eight, something like that. But uh Reminds me a little bit of Isaiah Simmons, a completely different player, but fell to, you know, where did he go? Eighth or something like that to the Cardinals, um, where there was talk about him you know, being much higher. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. You're still in on Thibodeau. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Let's see where he goes. It's going to be one of the bigger storylines of the NFL draft. It's a long episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5. Thanks a lot to Amory Hunt for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. I'm Adam Azer. Uh, talk to you later, everybody. See ya. See ya.